Professor Brian O'Connell carries the weight and knowledge of a career of more than four decades in education. No one is entitled to anything, but the promises were made to them, and so they were waiting for the promise to manifest itself, and it hasn't done that. Free education should not be for the privilege. It's a right for us to have free education. For a second year in a row, students at universities in the Western Cape went on the rampage. Protests erupted in September, soon after the Higher Education Minister, Bladen Zimande, announced his new fee structure. NSFAS students and students from homes where the income is less than 600,000 rand a year would not see an increase for a second year running, but those falling outside that category could expect an increase of maximum 8%. Student leaders at all four universities in the province, the universities of Cape Town and the Western Cape, the Cape Peninsula University of Technology and Stellenbosch University mobilized. Buildings on various campuses were occupied and violent clashes ensued between security and students. Retired UWC Vice-Chancellor and respected academic, Professor Brian O'Connell, predicts that more of the same is inevitable for 2017. He says the students accomplished nothing in the last two years as they did not only ask for a 0% increase, but for free tertiary education as well. So what do the kids do now? They follow the same pattern that we followed when we went up against apartheid in the 80s and the 90s. And that, that pattern is engagement becomes hostile, we start marching, we start gathering, we start fighting, and we start burning. So the, the same thing that happened in apartheid is actually happening here now. And the leaders are not going to walk away from this. At the end of October, on a blistering hot day, the Cape Town CBD was a scene of mayhem as thousands of protesting students and their supporters marched to Parliament ahead of Finance Minister Pravin Gordhan's medium-term budget speech. They were met by a heavy police contingent. Before his speech, Gordhan accepted the students' memorandum that included amnesty for arrested students and demands for a corporate tax, a wealth tax and an education tax. I think in all fairness you must explain to your audience that we have a budget speech to deliver. Which budget speech is going to set aside money for the students? Now you want to ban us from speaking, right? You don't want us to communicate with your people? Up to you. Moments later, pandemonium erupted after a symbolic coffin with a picture of Minister Bladen Zimande was set alight and hurled at the police. Several people were injured and others arrested. This triggered more violence. During a night of unrest at CPUT, a student was arrested on charges of attempted murder, arson and public violence after two security guards were found locked in a burning building at the Belleville campus. They were treated for smoke inhalation and later discharged. Cars were set alight. At the Wellington campus of CPUT, a 130-year-old building steeped in history was destroyed when the Goodnow Hall was set alight. A number of historic artifacts, including a rare Stainway grand piano and a pipe organ, were destroyed. At UCT, human feces were dumped at the Kramer Law Building. A student leader, Miki Moyo, speaks on their demands. Fees must form again. 
is happening this year. South Africa should anticipate that there's going to be a cross-campus coordinated protest to actually put pressure on the government to answer to the question of free decolonized education in our lifetime, if not to commit to have it done as soon as whatever time frame they can be given. The violence continued for a week. Some university buildings suffered extensive damage. Classes were later suspended at CPUT and UWC, while they continued in intervals at UCT. Private security at Stellenbosch maintained law and order. CPUT was forced to move their operations to the Wingfield military base in Goodwood to ensure that the exams proceed undisturbed. In November, calm was largely restored. At UCT, an agreement was reached between management, the SRC candidates and student formations on the campus. The students primarily agreed to stop their protest action and not to disrupt the exams. UCT spokesperson Elijah Moholola. Out of these engagements, there was an agreement that was reached with regards to about six areas which have been subject of discussion between the executive and the student representative. We are pleased that this process is going to be taken forward through the establishment of a repeat response team that will look specifically into how each of the six areas that have been agreed on will be taken forward. Professor O'Connell says engagements between universities, student leaders and national government that can work towards a solution to the problem are still absent. He says the country does not have the resources or the money to sustain free education. This is a, a national problem. It's a problem of what this nation wishes to become, to be. We must make the sacrifices and you put the money there. But if you say just take the money away from the person's who are expecting they're going to get a, a house and then they start with the marching and the burning. And so we don't have a understanding of what the fiscus can afford and where must the money go. Stellenbosch University is the only one that completed all its end-of-year exams in 2016 without additional exams set for the new year. The exams at UWC, CPUT and UCT were also completed peacefully, but students were given the option to either write in November or defer the exams to this month. All four universities followed the minister's new fee structure and announced an 8% increase for students from households with an annual income of above 600,000 rand. Fees will not increase for students from households with an income below 600,000 rand. A commission of inquiry into the feasibility of free higher education in the country has been set up. They are expected to give a full report on their findings in mid-2017. I am Lynn Arense in Cape Town.